Jenny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! How's everybody doing? I have a, a beautiful and talented woman who is not only a professional wrestler, but she is of courage and strength and bravery and I love her story and I told my producer Jerry I was like we got to have her on and we have her today and I'm so excited Deanna Perrazzo welcome to the excuse me show oh thank you so much for having me Vicky yeah I, I'm so honored I I'm trying you know to respect everyone's time you're quite a busy woman right now uh, which <laughs> you haven't in the last eight years but um just to fill in our our followers a little bit uh, you're known as a virtuosa, which I think is just so amazing and creative. Um, Thank you. I, you know, going through all your uh, your wrestling videos and your interviews and your YouTube, um, you know, Ask Diana, hashtag Ask Diana, I just love your personality and your thick skin and your courage and your bravery. Um, I don't even know where to start except <laughs> to say that we share the 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 same middle name, which is Lynn, which I feel, yeah. I kind of feel special <laughs> about that. <laughs> and I'll, and we also share a college background because I know you're going back to school. So when I saw that you were doing uh, school and then wrestling, you were dear to my heart because I did that for like five years and it was oh, wow. terrible, but yet satisfying, dreadful, but yet productive. <laughs> There's so many words you can think about it. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Um, and it's funny, like last night, um, I was like so thick and like trying to watch Raw and trying to do homework and I have two puppies and like, it's so crazy at home and like trying to navigate all of these crazy things. And I'm sure like being on the road and, you know, doing school for you was just equally as terrible. So it's, it's funny how there's so many ways you can relate to people that you don't even know about just in your personal life. Yeah. yeah you know, and the great thing about the internet is that we can you know, just Google someone and keep searching more and more about them. And your story is just, um, it just touches my heart because as a woman in the business, uh, we really years before didn't have a lot of uh, voice and a lot of platform to express what we wanted and how we wanted our careers to go. And um, I know that everyone's heard your story because uh, there's a lot of interviews of you out there, but I really want to touch base on how you found your own platform to decide how you want your career to be and that you weren't going to be complacent in an environment that wasn't doing anything for you, which we're talking about when you um, were WWE NXT and you were there for a year. Um, tell us a little bit. So my followers, I know your story, but my followers, um, you know, I want to fill them in. Uh, tell us how that experience was for you because it's quite the evolving um you know, development of how you kind of discovered yourself of where you wanted to be and what you weren't going to stand for. Yeah, when I, you know, first started in NXT, I was coming from like doing indies all over the world. I was like thick 
in creating a women's division in Ring of Honor. And I just thought, like, I tried so, so hard to get to NXT um, that this was my time. And they recognized my value and how hard I tried to, like, reinvent myself. Um, and things would be different that time around. And it kind of just, you know, I didn't want to be complacent. So when they came to me and they were like, you're a great wrestler, but, you know, you lack character. So if you call yourself the virtuosa, why? Let's divulge. And I was so ready to do that. Um, and it just kept falling short of whatever their expectation was. And I couldn't figure it out. And it just came to a point of like, I'm almost here for two years. Like, I, I'm pretty confident in what I can do in the ring. I'm pretty confident in who I feel the virtuosa is. And I might not be this, this over-the-top crazy character, but I have some kind of presence, a personality at least. And if that is not going to be tapped into and I'm going to continue to like go out on TV every week and, and decrease the value that I had to build for myself, this isn't the place that I'm going to, to grow, anymore, um, grow anymore. And I was very vocal about that. And um, I think when it came, you know, around to with the pandemic and firing people and stuff, more than maybe wanting to fire me, um, it was like, this is what she wants. So maybe that's just me making myself feel better about the situation or what, but <laughs> I think deep in my heart, like I knew I'm not being heard. I'm not maximizing my potential. I don't want to wrestle forever. So now is the time to really like start to grow and evolve and, and really like get into, you know, what I'm going to be doing as a career. Um, and if that's not going to happen, I need to move on. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm going to jump around because there's so many facets to your life that just attracted me to wanting to let my followers uh, know who you are. Um, in TNA, you were there twice. Well, you're in TNA and then you're, you're in Impact now. Um, when you first appeared in TNA, you were the shy girl that was coming out to the ring. And seeing you now, I'm like, oh, hell no, she's not shy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I know that we have to go through different you know, stages of creating our character and, and how we want to be portrayed. Um, how was your confidence and what did you learn from that knowing that you weren't that shy, you know, female uh, wrestling character and now you're this virtuosa who is meticulous and te technical and very precise in your wrestling matches. How, how did you see yourself grow from that, from that one point and now being an impact again? Uh, what, what's that been like for you? It's been crazy to, you know, in a, a couple weeks ago at Impact, we showed clips of that first match. And I, but that was my eighth professional wrestling match. That was the first time I was ever in front of like a hard cam or, you know, that many fans. And um, I was so in over my head that <laughs> to come back now and be like, no, I got this. Like, I know what I'm doing. Feels so great. Um, because I think what's unique about me is like, because that was my first experience, we've been able to see my entire transformation um, from then until now. And, and, you know, almost being eight years later, like I was able to take that experience and be like, okay, well, these are the things now I need to work on. If I'm going to get these opportunities I'm not ready for, I need to be ready the next time. And I need to be more ready the next time. Um, so I was able to like, be like, okay, I don't have a character. So let's come up with something. Uh, and the next time I went back to Impact, it was like, wow, you're a great wrestler. You still don't really have a character, so just be the great wrestler. Um, and I've been able to kind of, like, create a character around just being a really good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing how things get developed that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, from 
going to being in WWE and they didn't understand the virtuosa character that you wanted to be. And then going back to, you know, going to impact, did they give you that creative option? It looks like if you did it, then they did because the, the vignettes are just amazing. I like how they're portraying your character and how they're, they're trying to get the word out, you know, to the fans of who you are. Um, did you have a lot of, uh, you know, input in, at impact? Because WWE, of course, you know, I've been there. They say you do this, this, and this, and we'll see you tomorrow. You know, I mean, it was like no questions. So I'm sure that you had a lot of frustration with that. Um, how was it, you know, leaving WWE and then going to Impact? Did you have like some fears or some worry because, you know, you had to start kind of all over again to prove yourself that you wanted to be the virtuosa? 100%. Like, I feel so much pressure this time around going back to Impact because from the day that I was released, um, immediately after, I was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. Screw them. Like, I wanted to come out guns blazing. And I feel like it put such a big target on my back to do a good job and to, like, put my yeah. best foot forward. Um, but Impact has been so great with uh, not only do they understand who the virtuosa is and, like, mannerisms I should have or, um, like, the vocabulary of virtuosa should have, but also, like, my input. Um, and I had a whole character synopsis that I had pitched at NXT that um, just never, you know, we didn't get to do anything with it, but that I sent to Impact. And I was like, look, this is how I think I should talk. This is how I'd like, you know, this vignette to be. And after I get established when I lose, because, you know, like a, a great wrestler needs to like establish herself and then I'm going to lose eventually. Um, but here's how I can like become the, the biggest um, hypocrite and you know integrate Mr. Perfect kind of and, and I never have to win but I could just portray I'm the greatest um, and I had so many ideas that I was just ready to give them and they've been able to capitalize on and I've been so happy um, with what has come out and I feel like I'm so proud of it and I'm so proud of being able to put my best foot forward and I'm really establishing myself again. Um, so to hear like your feedback and, and you know the fans feedback and how much they've like loved what I've been able to do honestly like I could cry because it just feels so good to like get back to that feeling of like being used and being a part of and and really being successful um, with how I see success being you know. Yeah you know it's it's such a, a difficult you know I retired in 2014 from WWE and, you know, at that time, a lot of women didn't have a lot of voice, you know, what we wanted to do. And to see that, you know, you talked about writing an email and then you got called up to Raw and then you didn't send the email because you were trying to put in your release. Um, that takes a lot of guts and a lot of, um, you know, balls, let's just say. Because, <laughs> I mean, to, you know, this is, a, this is such a territory that is such the, you know, the top company, you know, that, if you if you say something wrong or if you do something wrong, everyone's on pins and needles, especially the person who's doing it because you think, oh God, see, I'm gonna get fired here. This is gonna be it. But you were you were willing to take that that sacrifice and say, look, okay, here's you know, if I do send an email, I they let me go. I'm willing to go the next step. I'm ready to pick up and just keep moving. Whereas some people don't know how to do that for themselves. And they they'd rather just stay complacent and be in the same place and not make any waves, collect a paycheck, and they don't grow as a, not only personally, but professionally. And, you know, to, to hear your different interviews, you know, and hear, you know, the fear and the excitement and the nervousness and all these things put together, I was like, that's a woman. That's the woman that, that I, I love to have on my side. And, um, 
it, it's just so empowering, you know, I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been, you know, it couldn't have been uh, hard to play such a difficult thing, you know, in your past, because we don't want to create obstacles in our, you know, career. I mean, we want everything to go smooth, you know, so it's just, how did you feel? You know, I mean, you talk about that email and you talk about, you know, yes, no, okay, I'll, I'll wait. Oh, I'm going raw. Oh, this is going to be great. And then you go back. I mean, you really stood on your two feet and you said, this is really what I want. And come hell or high water, I'm, I'm going to take whatever the river takes me to. There was so much fear in, in like things that I went through in my personal life over the last like, you know, 18 months and, and not knowing if I had another option, not knowing if, you know, Impact would be interested or AEW would be interested or if Ring of Honor was available again. So it, it was, I very much had fear of like, do I do this? Because my career could very much be over. Um, yeah. and, and that is not what I want. So let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. And eventually, you know, you get to that point where it's like, I don't even care anymore. I'm not happy. <laughs> Um, I wasn't like happy in my personal life and with the person I was being, I was just so stressed and so frustrated that it was like bleeding into everything else that, you know, right before I, I went to raw, um, I had, I was told like, we're not going to do anything with you. And it was like, what else can I be scared of? Like, there is nothing worse than being told to sit and wait. Um, and if I'm going to sit and wait here, I might as well sit and wait elsewhere. And at least then I have the freedom to, to go back to school or to, to work somewhere else or to go back to the Indies. And, um, I just, at the end of the day, felt like I conquered everything up until this point, whether it be ring of honor or the Indies or traveling the world and, or working a full-time job when I had one, um, there was nothing I had to be scared of because I made it work before and I could always make it work again now. Um, so it just got to the point of like, screw everything else. You know who you are. You know the person you are. You know the hard work you can put into something when you care. So stop being scared of what everyone else has to say and do what's best for you. And then I just had to have those conversations and, you know, ultimately it worked out the way I wanted. But it was scary at first because the unknown is scary. Yeah, you know, I quite a bit um you know when I uh gosh you know when I had retired I was uh 49 and I worried about you know it's very comforting to get a paycheck every week because you yeah. know your paycheck's coming and you can support yourself and all is good but you know I, I had a great career I mean the legacy that I had at WWE was amazing and I'm so grateful and blessed but you know when I was doing more homework in the locker room than yeah. I was on the stage you know you I, you know, I just had to sit there and go, I don't want to be doing this. Why am I traveling all over the world? And I'm doing a whole 10 page paper and I'm not even seen on TV. You know, it's like, I wasn't comfortable with that. I was, I was so upset because I, I had this career that I love and I wasn't going to be known for just traveling and then, you know, not being on TV. So, you know, to take that stand and say, no, you know, I'm going to retire. I want to go back to school. I want to finish my degree. I want to work in the medical field. I want to enjoy my kids who I lost, uh, you know, from all their childhood years. I just, yeah. you know, you, you have to be able to look at yourself personally because you're in, I always feel like if you're not happy personally, you can't succeed in everything else around you with the people, your relationships, anything else. And I, I, I wasn't happy. You know, I was, I felt like I was just kind of, idle, you know, just sitting there and doing homework and hey, great. I went on the, I went on a, you know, a six day, you know, trip, but I got all my homework done. 
Yay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so I, I think it's, um, it's really important. I just, I, I really wanted to let my followers and fans know that you're a badass woman and, and for your, and for your bravery and for your courage, you know, just like I said, from all the research I was doing with you, I was like, this is, you hardly see this anymore, you know, and, and for a company not to, you know, I asked to do commercials and I wanted to do, and have sponsors and, and do other outside projects and either they said no or if they said yes they wanted like all to say so and what they wanted to do and so you know for me now to be able to write my book and to um you know do my podcast and to travel and, and make my own schedule life isn't too shabby outside wwe you know <laughs> and, and and just for you and now to see what you're doing an impact you know and and you're going to school like you, you tugged at my heartstrings. And so you talked about that you are, you are a preschool teacher and now you're studying, you, you went back to school during the pandemic. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And what, what's your degree in? Um, so I'm a history major right now. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> I can never retain dates. And I mean, that, that's so hard for me. And who did what and who won this and who won that? I mean, that's the getting to that. thing. It, I don't have to do any math, so that's what's good about it. Um, because I, I hate can't math. Do anything, <laughs> math. Um, but I could write those ten-page papers easy. Um, but a history is just been like. So when I graduated high school and I was going to school and working and wrestling, like um, I was going for exercise science, and that was it was between exercise science or history, and I was like, okay, let's try exercise science, but it just. On top of everything else, I, I wasn't giving it my all. And because I'm not good at math, um, I needed tutors and I needed to study and I couldn't, uh, you know, give 100% of myself to, to finish. So um, this time around, I was like, why am I fighting against the grain and trying to work at something I'm not good at, although I love it. So let's do something I love that I'm good at, um, comes natural, and it's just going to be like an easy process. And that's always been history for me. Um, so... Eventually, I can get a teaching certification to teach in like a school district or something. But right now, it's just getting that initial bachelor's degree in um, in history. That's awesome. Um, so, what's your plan? I mean, you just got to impact. Uh, you know, I mean, what do you where do you see Diana in five to ten years? Like, what what do you see yourself doing? Um. So. Right now, I'm not signed anywhere. So I've been doing a lot of stuff with Impact, which has been great. And, and we're working towards being comfortable with the contract because I, I feel like I was tied down and I'm kind of like, oh, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love to, you know, if AEW was an option, do some stuff with AEW. If signing with Impact is an option, signing for a year or two. Um, I'd love to go back to Japan. I'd love to travel to Australia and do all of the things that I did prior um, and just really get back to the wrestler I was. Um, but on top of that, my degree will take about two years to finish. So I'm halfway done. Um, and I would like to get that teaching certification to maybe after wrestling teach whether it be preschool again or high school history. Um, and, I, you know, I don't want to wrestle forever. I've already wrestled for like eight years. I would love to <laughs> have a family and get married one day and have kids and, and do all that thing in, in, you know, in the next like 10 years, hopefully. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I feel like my whole life um, I had a plan. And from when I was nine, I was always going to be a professional wrestler. And I planned everything around that. So now I'm just kind of like, I'm going 
to do whatever life takes me. I'm going to you know, figure it out as I go. I don't want to plan. Uh, that's, um, you know, because it's, it's funny. I mean, I'm 52 and I thought I, when I, when I retire, I'm like, no more wrestling. You know, I'm going to do other things, but I got drawn back into the wrestling, you know, because <laughs> you, you can take the, the woman out of the wrestling ring, but you can't take the wrestling ring out of the woman. I always you believe that. that. Eddie, yeah. You know, <laughs> so when I started getting to dabble, you know, with AEW and you, you see comic cons and the podcast and having all these great people on the show that we talk about wrestling. It's like, yeah, this is what I love, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's, it's good that I have the degree, you know, to fall back on. And for you to, you're such a smart woman to have that backup plan because so many of my um, colleagues in the wrestling industry, you know, they get released or they get, you know, fired or they, they don't know what to do after that. And it's really mm -hmm. scary to, to, on the outside looking in going, I don't want to do that. You know, and when I was married to Eddie, well, it happened to him two or three times where he got fired. And I just, it's very, it's a very frightening situation because you just can't go pick up a nine to five job and, you know, and, and just pick up life, you know, where you are. So I'm really proud of you to have that, you know, that those Thank steps you. to take in place, you know, to get your life going. Also, I want to talk about, um, we, we have a bunch of fans who, who sent emails. They love you. I mean, I couldn't believe <laughs> the reaction the oh, fans good. had to ask you questions. <laughs> but uh, you touched about something on your uh, on your hashtag Ask Deanna on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. You talked about cyberbullying, and I wanted I want to talk to you about the support system you have with your best friends. Um, I know Chelsea Green and Britt Baker, who I love Britt Baker to the moon and back, and yeah. I've got to work with her, you know, at AEW, and she's just a sweetheart. Um, and you said that you have another third friend, is that correct? So you have Britt yes. and Chelsea. Who's the other one? Karen Q. Okay. So it, it has to be important to have these three amazing women to have that support system to go through the politics and the stress of the road and the cyberbullying and to have these women be by your side and, and to, you know, support you. H how are these women helped you, with, especially with all the turnaround you've gone through, you know, in the last couple of years? Um, how important is it for other women to find that support group? you know, to have those women that you can just pick up and, and talk to, you know, and have that, you know, help and love from them. I think like having, you know, Chelsea and Britt and Karen, um, we've been together like pretty much our entire careers. We've all met like, you know, one or two years in and kind of had always been like, okay, these are my people. And we would room together and we would travel together and we'd rent cars together and, and just kind of like, that has become my family more than they are just my best friends. And to have them to just be like, this is bugging me. Well, stop vanity searching, Diana. Or, okay, well, I need to vent about this. And, yeah. and then be, <laughs> you know, and we all have to kind of check each other and just be like, these are the realities of, of what our career is and what we've chosen to do. So you need to, to put these like, um, like boundaries in place for yourself. And then to have these three girls who have those same boundaries and, and be able to check me and check them and, and just kind of put ourselves in our places and be like, okay, but you're doing this to yourself or, okay, but this is how you can fix this situation um, has really helped outside, like in our real lives when we're dealing with like who we are outside of wrestling. But I, I had Chelsea and Karen um, in NXT with me and that like changed everything for me to have them both there because they understood kind of what I was going through and that emotional turmoil and um, Chelsea especially like we were I mean we're like this 
out of all of us, we are probably the closest. And um, it was like, okay, well, we're not getting what we want here. So how do we like tag team it? And we legit became a tag team. And how do we tackle these problems head on together? Um, they're just like three of the strongest women I've ever known. And they push me to like be a better person and to be stronger and to make the right choices and, and, um, you know, keep my head up when I really can't go on anymore. Um, especially in the last, you know, two years. So like, I encourage everyone to, to, if you have that group of girls, like hold them close and don't take them for granted because I met them in wrestling, but they'll be my friends for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah, you had a cute video. Uh, you're giving Chelsea Green her birthday box, uh, the bright yeah. birthday box. And <laughs> it's just so great to see how you guys are, you know, being involved. Uh, it's not just about wrestling, it's about being in your personal life, like you said. Um, Chelsea's the first one to get married, Alviel's group, correct? Yes. So, I mean, is it going to be kind of funny, you know, to see, like, everyone get married and everyone's going to be like, well, am I going to be the maid of honor? Or who's going to be the maid of honor? Or who's going to be? Are you Chelsea has a group of maybe like six or seven girlfriends that she grew up with in Canada. Um, and she has a, a younger sister. So um, she, her younger sister was like, but I'm the maid of honor. And I was kind of like, but I want to be the maid. Okay, but that's her <laughs> sister, so I can't. <laughs> Life is over um, water. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes, yes. So I get it. Um, but it's been so fun to to get to this stage of our lives and like out of all of my friends, like people I grew up with and, and now, you know, us, um, she's the first to get married out of everyone for me. So to kind of go through this process with her and now that like, you know, the pandemic's happened and we don't know if she's getting married this year or what's going to happen or, oh. um, you know, it's kind of like all up in the air, but to, to go through this with her has been so fun for me because uh, I've never gotten to do it before and like I didn't know all that it entailed, but I'm like learning for myself one day too. <laughs> <laughs> How's this pandemic been for you? You know, I mean, um, of course, you know, my calendar got wiped out in two weeks. I mean, I had shows and different appearances and I've never been through something like this, you know, and it's, it's, it's different for everybody. And um, it's just, it's a very unknown world right now. And of course, you know, we have, thank, thank God we have some things opening up and we can work in different places. How's it been for you? I mean, with your school, are you doing online school and How's your, how's your life at home and working with impact? I mean, how's that been working out with, you know, with COVID-19? So luckily, like up until just recently, like Florida, um, pretty much opened again and it wasn't crazy. Um, where like the gyms were open and we could go places and go out to eat and stuff. And, um, so, so like in the thick of it, it was kind of like, oh, we probably shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't do this. But I have a friend who owns a personal, personal training gym. So I always had a gym to go to. Um, I'm going to school online. So I just, you know, had to buy myself like a nice laptop to, to get through it. And um, the only big difference for me was like, you, you know, not having a job. And, and when that first hit and I, you know, my dad being, you know, a dad was like, well, you only get paid for the next 30 days. Like, how are you going to survive after that? And it was like, okay, well, I, I can't just go get a nine to five job tomorrow because there are no jobs tomorrow. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the scariest moment of all of this was like, okay, after these 30 days, how am I going to make a living? Um, but for impact to be like, the minute you can be here, be here. Um, and then we flew to Nashville and, and did the tapings. Um, it was really like, it, it worked out perfectly for me. So I've had no complaints just because I feel like I've kept myself busy um, with like other ventures and then 
you know, with some wrestling being able to be taped elsewhere um, has really like filled in those gaps. That's awesome. Okay, Diana, we're going to get to some fan questions and they're still coming in. So we can only take a few. Um, okay. All right. So some of them, uh, we'll see how you answer them. Cause I was just like, all right, we'll try this one. Um, from <laughs> delivery, from delivery J at Gmail. Uh, would you, would you revive La Luchadora to team up with Luchasaurus for a mixed gender tag match? And if so, what would your tag team name be? Ooh, um, I would definitely bring back La Luchadora, but I think she needs a new outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into that blue Gumby suit with the red shorts. Um, <laughs> I would love that. That would be so fun. And you know what's so funny? Off topic. But like, I can do a lot of lucha. I just don't. So it would be really fun to be able to do that. Um, and I don't know. Like, I know he, they're like the, I don't know what their tag name is, but I want to be like a part of that with um, Jungle Boy and Marco Stun. I would just want to be inserted into that, I think. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's another one from Jason Christensen. Um, I was wondering if it was a blessing in disguise being released from WWE because you are on Impact. Well, we already answered that. Um, if you are an Impact title match against Jordan. Okay, let's see here. Being released from WWE because now you're an Impact title match against Jordan Grace at Slammiversary on July 18th. I'm glad to see you back and, and wish you good luck. This brings me to my next thing. So you're facing Jordan Grace at Slammiversary. Mm -hmm on July 18th for Impact. Yes. How is that? I mean, you're returning and now you have this title match. I mean, yeah. it's how, crazy. How's that, how's that going in your day, in your day planning? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And I feel like the pressure again is like, be in the best shape possible. Make sure you have the best gear possible. Like all of the things that I can control. So I'm just trying to like meal prep like crazy, work out like crazy um, because I want to, I want to put on the best presentation as possible for myself and prove everyone wrong. But um, I'm so happy to get this opportunity. And like, I, the one thing I haven't done in my career yet is be a champion. So if there was ever a time to do it, it would to be beat Jordan, to beat Jordan Grace and be the knockout champion. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm rooting for you, girl. I, I am so excited for this show. This is going to be a really good show. And we'll, and we'll touch on that before we hang up. Um, yeah. Here's one from Edward Thompson. Um, I've talked with you before, Diana, and I think you're a great pro wrestler and a great person outside the ring. The question I have for you is, what does the inscription on your left shoulder say? Ooh, which shoulder is it? So I have a tattoo here, um, and it just kind of goes across my collarbone. It says, I'll find strength and fame. Um, and it's actually from a Mumford & Sons song, but that just kind of always stuck with me to, like, um, take your trials and tribulations and make them into something great. And I, I feel like that's the theme of our whole conversation so far. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And he, Edward also asked if you're representing any charities in the area right now. Yeah. So, um, not myself, but I have worked with, um, in the past, um, Huey's, uh, Saving Huey's Foundation. And it's a ranch out in California that, um, takes, you know, stray animals or animals that need to be rescued, um, with like medical problems and that are abandoned mm -hmm. and, and their organization, their nonprofit, um, 
you know, takes donations to get these animals the medical treatment that they need. And then they get to live on the ranch until they find their forever home. So um, I've done like numerous kind of things with them um, by promoting their, their Amazon wish list. Or I sold some eight by tens a couple months back and, you know, all the proceeds went to helping the animals. So that um, I'm a dog lover. I have two little puppies and that has always like been close to my heart. So um, I've been so happy to work with them. That's awesome. I love, uh, we have a rescue chihuahua and I, I see a puppy on those a, um, ASPCA commercials and I start crying. I, yeah. they, they have the most heart wrenching commercials. It just, it tugs at my heart. Um, oh, my puppy's laying on the bed over there. I don't know if we can see him, but he's sleeping right there. Oh, is that Fitzgerald? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cute. Okay. All right. So here's one from Kevin Cueva. Uh, let's see. Um, I know she's from New Jersey. What would be her favorite place she has to go to every time she's home? Oh, um, so I grew up in Jefferson Township, which gets split into like two smaller towns. Um, but Lake Apacon has the Jefferson Diner. And hands down, as soon as I get off the plane at Newark Airport, whoever picks me up takes me right to the diner. Because um, that is like my favorite place to eat in the world. Uh, I've, I know the owners because I literally have been there since I was like seven years old every week. <laughs> the own so, doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the Jefferson Diner is my favorite place, hands down, to go when I go home. And what do you order there that's your favorite dish? Oh, they have, it's called um, an Italiano, and it's, it's, a, uh, it's a panini um, that is like grilled chicken. Um, it comes with mozzarella, but I get cheddar cheese, um, roasted uh, peppers and tomatoes, um, all, and spinach, all like smushed down into this little sandwich with french fries, and then I get a side of brown gravy to dip the french fries in. Nice, nice. <laughs> you have me in food. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's been my order for like 10 years. <laughs> uh, Christian Fernandez says, um, how long do you plan on staying on impact? Which I don't think you would even apply for a long, long time. Uh, he says, you're a great fit there. Please don't leave. So how long would you like to stay there? I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, I know we don't have that control over how long we're there. At, there at some promotion, but what, what, what's your vision of that? Yeah, right now, um, you know, I, I came in with like, I, and I made an impact, pun intended, um, you know, so <laughs> I feel like um, whatever a contract is offered, like that is something I really take seriously and like to explore. And whether that's, you know, for two years or three years or, or whatever it is, um, or one year, like, uh, they've done such a great job with presenting me how I how I want to be presented and and letting me reinvent myself as we go every week. So um, I mean, as soon as as something's on the table, it's it, that's something I'm going to explore. And who are your mentors there at Impact that have really, you know, taking you in and embraced you? Because that's something that's important. You want to feel welcome at a promotion. You know, you want to feel like the hand is being reached out to you to shake your hand, get to know you. Um, I know there's some great women there. Who, who is it that's mentoring you and kind of taking you under their wing? Madison Rain um, has her. been a friend Love of mine. Her. Me too, for like the longest time. And we got to work together some of the first times I went to Impact. Um, and then, you know, she came to Ring for a little bit. And now, now we're back together. So as soon as I was able to, she was right on like, you need to come to Impact. I'm on it. Like, I want you here. Um, and she's really been such a helping hand like trying to navigate 
just like being an independent wrestler again and, and trying to like figure out this crazy world that I haven't had to deal with um, and, and take care of me and impact. So like Madison Rain and then Gail Kim, who works behind the scenes is, is an agent and a producer now, um, has really helped like integrate character into my, you know, into the story and, and figure out myself again. So um, those are the two biggest that I yeah. think off the top of my head. Gail Kim is just a legend in herself. And I, I love how she's evolved herself and with impact. Yeah. And you're in good hands there. I have to say that. Very good hands. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's one, here's one more. It's, uh, he's called Forgility. Uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're recording this podcast. I've always been a huge fan of Diana. My question is, how do you feel about your treatment at Impact Wrestling? Um, I think we just answered that. Have they hyped you up really well with those video packages? Did they take care of you? Did they guide you? Or did you have full control of those? And um, we'd love to see in a women's championship, which you're going to have at Slammiversary. Uh, yeah. So how, how do you feel about the, the video package? Because that was the first thing the fans were going to see from you, to have that impression of you being an Impact. How, how is that? Honestly, like, the, it, it's been a mix. So that first video package was something I had filmed you know, maybe almost two years ago now. Um, and I had pitched oh. elsewhere and was kind of like, mm, we don't understand. But the minute I sent it to Impact, they were like, this is great. This is different. We can go somewhere with this. Um, and then the second and all the kind of backstage stuff we've done now has just been like a mix of this is what I see and them really understanding who the virtuosa is and, and should be perceived as. So um, it's been fun to like kind of brainstorm with people like Jimmy Jacobs yeah. who are out there and eccentric and then like get who I am um, and the writers who, who are really invested in the story that we created with Jordan. So it's been a mix, but it's been really fun to, to be able to share my ideas and, and um, my creative opinions on who I would be, you know? Absolutely. So to prepare for anniversary with Jordan Grace, um, she's a tough cookie. How are you preparing mentally uh, just to, I mean, because I've seen a few confrontations with you two. It's going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to be hella good. How is it, how, how is it uh, with you two? I mean, how are you, what's your strategy to, you know, to face her? Yeah, I, I think like with the stuff we've done on Impact, like I'm, I'm in her head and um, I've been able to like plant seeds and, and, and really rile her up. So I, I, I'd be interested to see how she reacts once we finally get in the ring with each other. Um, but mentally, it just kind of, I'm trying to watch a lot of like old school, you know, like Bret Hart versus bigger guy wrestling and just kind of to get the dynamic of, you know, um, smaller and bigger and how to tell a really great story about that and, and kind of like how to maneuver around her and, and trap her and, and find the arm bar in different ways. Um, there is a wrestling school not too far from me, so I've been going um, with a few people just to train because I haven't been in the ring very much, and, and like, I want to get my cardio back up. I want to feel 100% once I get in the ring, um, so just stuff like that, and, and then, like I said, like, I've just been trying to, like, really push myself in the gym and eat right and, and you know, bring the best me that I can to this match. Very good. Um, so, Deanna, where can we find you on, on social media? Yeah, so on Twitter and Instagram, um, at Deanna Perrazzo. And then um, that also, I just like to add, is my only social media. So, like, <laughs> I feel like oh, with all these fake accounts and everything, I get a lot of messages of, like, this person tried to get me to send them money. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> some, 
some people are amazing of what they try and do. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then you're on YouTube as well. As, is that the only YouTube is uh, hashtag ask Diana or do you have any others? Um, so, so that is just like one, one, um, like channel. playlist that I have, but I think my YouTube channel is just Diana Perrazzo as well. Um, okay. I, I'm not really like savvy into YouTube, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to get to this whole technical stuff. I mean, thank God for my producer that he connects and gets everything going because I'd be lost. I'd be, yeah, it's, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I want to ask you a funny question. I ask all my guests. Um, yeah. And then we're going to, uh, and we'll say goodbye to each other. Here's your funny question. What set of items could you buy that would make the cashier very uncomfortable? Oh, I, uh, go for it, girl. <laughs> all, just all out, whatever you want to say. Just okay, go ahead. Um, I think if you, uh, we're going to get a little rated R here, but if you could buy, um, if you could buy condoms, and plan B at the same time, that would probably make the cash very <laughs> I, I, I think when I first saw this question, I put um, five hour energy and NyQuil. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just went opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good though. That, and I guess it depends on how many plan Bs you buy. That would be kind of scary too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just wonder if you have like, yeah. <laughs> Um, Deanna, I am, I am your biggest cheerleader. I am rooting for you and I'm so proud to have you on my show and honored to get to meet you and hopefully I can meet you in person one day. Um, so everybody, oh, everybody, please follow Deanna at Impact Wrestling. It comes out on Tuesday nights on Access TV. It's nine Eastern, correct? Is that what? Yeah, um, tonight Eastern, it's nine Eastern, um, but every week normally 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Uh, look for the virtuosa guys. Um, Diana, you're just a blessing and such a fun woman to talk to. I wish you so much success. Good luck in your college degree. Um, I have a lot of grammar programs if you ever need them. I, I kept all my stuff. Uh, <laughs> God, God bless you. And I just tell Fitz, thanks for appearing on our show for a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and just have a great day. And thank you thank so you much. So Thank you so much, Vicki. I'm so happy to be able to, to get on here finally and, and talk to you. And I hope to meet you soon, too. Thank you. And good luck at the anniversary. And go Thank kick you. Jordan Grace's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Bye. Bye, Deanna. Okay, excuse me, followers. We are not done yet. Next is the exclusive tales from the interview queen herself, Miss Alicia Atute. Take it away, Alicia. Hello everyone, it's Alicia Toot and I'm so excited to welcome you all back to Tales from the Interview Queen. I'm having a true blast hosting interviews during quarantine as it not only gives me something to do and keep away from the boredom, but it also allows me to continue speaking with some absolutely lovely people. One of my most recent interviews features WWE NXT UK superstar Nina Samuels. I discovered on Twitter that Nina's very first concert ever was Spice Girls, which actually happened to also be mine when I was three years old. So of course I had to bring this up during our conversation. She told me how growing up, her friends and her would practice being the Spice Girls together and would rehearse songs along with create fake microphones to go along with the entire routine. It was the cutest story ever, seeing how she went from Spice Girls wannabe 
get it, to a WWE superstar. So there you all have it, a quick and fun tale for the day. Thank you so much for listening to Tales from the Interview Queen. I'm Alicia Toot, and be sure to follow me online at Alicia Toot, and check out my interviews and YouTube channel for thousands of great tales, interviews, and vlogs. Until next time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me Vicky or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excuse me Vicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me!